Okay, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're watching this. Welcome to Vi25 Podcast, where we lose our mind and come to our senses. And I would have given you like a sneak peek preview of today's episode. And it's all about, you know, what's happening. Relief, release, endometriosis, PCOS, periods, all that girly stuff. Um, it's about life, it's about creation, it's about feeling what's inside and expressing it outwardly through dance and how we cope with PCOS, periods, all this stuff through dance. So today we have the beautiful, the ever so lovely, <laughs> overdue boss. I feel as though we like overdue queens. <laughs> Am I in your lead here? Am I? I don't know. But this is Simone Gill. I feel like as though this episode has been in the works for six months since December. Listen, right? Oh, since man. December. I mean, like, we've been trying to do this and it's just something. But, you know, um, good things come. To those who wait. I agree. To yes. those who wait. So we're here. I'm so excited. We had a little preview talk before. We did. It got deep. So deep within like seconds, so I'm like, so I said to see where this goes. But I asked someone to do this today because I've um, experienced, I have my own personal issues with period pains, you know, um, anything that happens down there around that time of the month. And I just thought, we never talk about this at dancing. We always see, you know, if we're, we have long rehearsals or we have, um, strenuous things to do in choreography we, we just say guys today i'm on my period just be like a little gentle but that's the end of the conversation like nothing ever happens after that so i think the really unfortunate thing about having your period in rehearsal is that because our rehearsals especially for dance in africa tend to be like a process yes all of us have our period at the same time. Like yeah. We all just sync up. It's sync. It's sync. So we all have our periods. We're all miserable. We all, like, just in this space of yuckiness. Because you're swatting and you're, you're, like, you're bleeding too. Yeah. So it's just weird. Not okay. Not okay. So I just think this is the space now to have this conversation. And, and I thought that you would be the perfect person because I've, I'm a very um, empathetic I really look at people without saying anything. And I just saw that you were in so much pain yeah. during rehearsals from like six years, five years ago. And, you know, we're still here talking about it. So first of all, before we get into that, Simone, tell me about yourself, who you are, uh, your dance experience and your entire journey. So who I am, I think I'm energetic a little bit. I am very blunt, so my yes. friends, you know, they take a <laughs> little bit. Those are signs. I'm a Leo. Oh my gosh! Straight to the point. A Leo. Ooh, but I'm, not my favorite sign, but okay. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> we are blessed and highly favored. Anyway, yeah. So, um, I think I'm energetic. I'm bubbly. I'm very blunt. I try to get to the point as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned. You know, to handle my filter a little better mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in terms of my dance history, I have been dancing since I was four years old. I started at Dance Place mm-hmm. with Adonia and Lee and Tanya Wardo. And we actually had Amber last um, episode, which is yeah, um, Adonia's daughter. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. And they look, they look so much alike, the old pictures you would see of Adonia and, and then Amber, no, Amber yeah. <laughs> image, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I left Dance Place at 14, and I went over to Dance in Africa with Jennifer Seeley, and that was great. It was just, I was a fish out of water (laughs) for that first African class Mm -hmm. and the 15 to follow, but (laughs) we are somehow getting it today. Somehow. Got a little rhythm. You know? (laughs) But, um, Mm -hmm. so I went to dance, Dance in Africa, and... That's where I would have, I can't say met up with Aisha because I knew her from Dance Place as well, but we became more acquainted and um, she formed Rhythm Tribe and I then then became a founding member of Rhythm Tribe. By the way, that's how I met you through Dance in Africa. Yes. Just to say, yes. We know each other years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm now 25, so 11 at least. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um... 
when I, I'm still in Rhythm Tribe, I'm still in Dance in Africa, you know, I still have the ballet training from Dance Place, so everything coming together wrapped up nicely mm-hmm. in a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished my chemistry degree at UWE, and then I went over to London to study. So also all this dancing, just like me. Uh, we're doing all this dancing here, there, everywhere, everywhere, but we're not studying dance. We're studying something else, which is good because we're a multifaceted person. Very true, but I wished, I really wished I could have studied dance. Same, same. Um, my mom just thought, like, dance in the Caribbean is not really a viable option financially. Yeah. You need to have a stable career. It's not career. resourceful. As, as if anything happens, like, you get injured, you need to have that backup option. Mm-hmm. So... It was just, you know, chemistry, sciences, that's what I was good at. That's what made sense. That's what was logical. Mm-hmm. So that's why I followed. Mm-hmm. Um, I went over to London to study my master's in forensic medical science. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't studying, I was dancing. And that's where I danced with Zaya Arts. And I just taught a few classes with them. Shout out to Sophie. Hey, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Nathan, he's the, the, the resident DJ with them. So. Okay. Um, yeah, he is, they are, you know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, um, after Zaya, I, I came back home, um, after my mom's passing and I finished my master's, Mm -hmm. I came back, uh, to Barbados and I'm like doing the prep work to start my brand and dancing with Rhythm Tribe and Dance in Africa and, you know, trying to find a job in the mortuary field. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, it's a busy life. Yeah. Whoa, that's fantastic. Um, so good. Before we get into the meat of the matter, okay. can you tell me the bop of the week? Like okay. Your bop. bop of the week, yes. My bop. So <laughs> my bop of the week actually doesn't have that much energy uh-huh. to it. It's more, it's definitely more vibey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called African Lady by... Masego. There we go. That was, oh, that was a little inside <laughs> joke. I don't even know. So... Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, I don't know, it, I don't even really hear the words so much. Just it's the, the, it's the instruments and the rhythm behind it and yeah. the beat and the changes. If you don't know Masego, he is a very well-rounded um, singer, musician, yes. saxophone, piano, drums, everything he does. So yeah. I'm definitely feeling that Masego vibe too. He, he speaks to the, the yeah. soul. The soul, the definitely. Soul, definitely. So um for me, my bop of the week, I've been teaching a lot of one-on-one classes, and they've been requesting a lot of Afro, Afro beats, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-everything. So um, I've been listening to Beyonce and Pharrell's Water. Okay. Baby, oh, that sound. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I've been hearing that, like, a trillion times a week, because I teach, like, seven different people, and it's the same song. So At this point, you're dancing to it in your dreams, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the bop of the week for me, like, bop of the week for them, too. So, shout out to all the personal one-on-one classmates. Love you guys. You're doing a great job. Hey. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I, I want this, this episode okay. to be very informative. Yes. I want it to be personal, but not too personal. I'll do my best. But um, also... Just to see the perspective inside out of a dancer who's a female. Yes. I know we had men in dance. It's weird to say females in dance because most females dance. But this perspective of dance and um, experiencing our menstrual periods and, you know, that cycle every month is kind of hard to... It's like we're super... Superheroes, though, like, how the hell we go through that and still dance and work out and do all these different things? So I'll share my story time and kind of an embarrassing moment, but really not that embarrassing. But when I was performing, I think I just can't remember who it was with. I just remember it was a performance. It was my first day of my period. And... When I finished performing, the back of my costume was, like, completely covered in, you know, what. So, after that, I was shaking. I blacked out and wake up, and I was at home in my bed. And I was just like, what just happened? That was, like, so crazy, so embarrassing. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Man, that's normal stuff. That happens to girls every day at yeah. school. Like, look. So, the I was like, times. who else experiences these things like who else and from then on I just 
that that time in the month, I always used to avoid performances, fashion shows, modeling, going to the beach, anything that is physical. Yeah. I avoided when I was a teenager. But now that I'm more aware of my body and, you know, the things I can do, the foods that I can eat and the things that I could do, I just go along with it every month. Um, so do you want to show your story time? All right. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So my, mine is also a little embarrassing, but I'm sure we have all kind of done it. All right. So I was at Harrison College, and I was house captain oh my for God. Armstrong. I was house captain, too. Oh, my God. It was swim sports. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So you know that you calling everybody's, you're calling everybody's house harassing them. You need to be here yeah. for your race at yeah. 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. You know, you, so because you're harassing everybody be, to be there, you have to make sure you're there, you're prepared, everything like yeah, that. Captain mode. Wake up in the morning, period arrived. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay I cool, know, cool. I know. <laughs> I had never worn a tampon before. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, my God. That was an embarrassing moment for me, too, <laughs> my first time with a tampon. Oh, my God, yeah. So, I, I just shouted for my mom. Mm-hmm. She quickly, like, you know, all right, so, you know, we have to try this, hun, you know. And I wasn't sexually active at the point either. Okay. So the anxiety was real. She brought it, and she made herself very present mm-hmm. for the first application. <laughs> application. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. it didn't work for some reason. Like, it was that I was clotting too much. Or you were just, like, tense, too tense to get it in. I don't know what it was, but... Uh-huh. No, it was that I was clotting too much, or there was too much blood that it was still leaking. Oh, my gosh. TMI. <laughs> so, I mean, so, okay, so I decided, all right, you know what? I'm going to risk this. Uh-huh. I'm a, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear a pad and what? wear it under my one, <laughs> my, my whole suit. <laughs> and then I'm, when I get out, oh, I'm just going to go my change gosh. it. This is not cool. Because, you know, the blood doesn't flow when you're in water. Oh, that's what they say. But, yeah, the, you know, they take so long to start the race mm-hmm. that you can't wait. So I just kept the pad on. I just kept the pad on. I just... I was like, okay, after the race, I'll go. You know that when I got out of the pool, the sticky part of the pad no longer had, like, stick. Oh, my God. So when I started to walk, I started to, like, shift out. And I was just like... Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. And then you had to walk out of the pool past the stands yes. to get to the changing room. Oh, under the bottom. Oh, my gosh. That's embarrassing. It's just not... It was just not okay. It Sis, was that is just... I mean, we all go through it, though. Like, you learn, you learn, you live, you, you live, learn. You live, you learn. Thing is, out to this day, I still don't wear tampons. I don't either. That's, that's not I, good. I can't. I perform in, in pads if I have my period. Same, same. Okay. Woo. Yes. All right. So, as I was saying before, um, I when I when we were performing, Black Lives Matter was a perfect time to, I think one of, that was one of the most um uh, what we say, communal experiences I ever had with, you know, doing the choreography, spending so much time together with each other, late nights, four o'clock in the morning, we finishing Jesus rehearsals. Lord. You know, you really get to know yourself and, and the people that you dance with. Yes, yes. And um, as I said, I really got to see the pain that you were in. Like, uh, we had a primary class, a secondary class, a tertiary class, and Simone was part of the primary class where she did majority of the choreography. And, she after you know like doing all these things and acrobatics and we lifting me and Nandi me and Nandi often lift you up for yes. everything. Yes. Um. So after that, it was just like guys, I need five minutes to just sit down. I am in pain, and I would just see someone be in this pain, curl up, everywhere hurting. She red skin. So, you know, the whole face and the whole body red already. And it's just like, oh, my God, this girl is in a lot of pain. So can we talk about that? Can we talk about your journey dealing with that during rehearsals and your journey after that? Like, how it got worse? What were you diagnosed with? Um, your experience with your doctors? Let's talk about that. Okay. So um, let's just start by saying I got my period at 11. Okay. Yeah? Me too. It was quite quite young, but same. In second form, I heard college, I got my period at 11. It was, oh. I mean, it was what it was. It came through summer. Second form? Yeah. I, w- I went there at 10 because August. Oh, then, okay. I, I have mine in class in four. A. Oh, you're a smart one. I was. I okay. was, yeah. <laughs> Caught up to me, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but um, mm. 
it started when I was 11, and then the pain really started when I was around 13 or 14, mm-hmm. and I consistently, consistently started getting worse, like, every month. When I turned about 18, I started to have to get taken to the clinic, mm-hmm. um, Sandy school? Crest or oh. Alport. No, oh, wow. Like, because I would tell myself, you can, like, you can brave it, like, you know, this is just a period, like, it's not supposed to, like, cause you this much pain. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be a baby about it. Just suck it up. Just suck yeah. it up. Yeah. And then for some reason, around those peak hours, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. like, the pain just surges. Yeah, it just hits. So that's when um, I would tell my mom, like, no, like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Or I got to the point where I was vomiting so much that oh my God. Um, I just had zero strength. So then she would have to take me anyway. And... Um, it became too expensive to have to go every month. Mm. So then I got put on birth control. Oh, my God. At 18? Yes. Uh. Um, so put on birth control I'm like, now. no, I'm like zero tolerance for birth control or anything like that. I don't believe in it. So went on birth control now. Um, and that's supposed to balance my hormones so that uh, it doesn't cause so much um, pain, pain. Mm-hmm. when I'm having my period. Mm-hmm. That worked for about a year. And then... I don't know, it just came out with vengeance. Oh, like, my gosh. For, for me. Like, it hunted me mm-hmm. and came back for me. <laughs> like, I, just, I, just, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. And uh, they changed the birth control. Because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, maybe we'll just come down in dosage. So I went from Diane 35 to Logainon. Okay, I don't know why you're talking about, but okay, cool. about five years ago. Honestly, I enjoyed it because... Diane is like twenty twenty nine dollars thirty dollars a okay. month. Okay. And then Loganon is like twelve. <laughs> Vastly better. Yeah. But half race. I don't know the the Loganon kind of it worked until it didn't, mm-hmm. and then I went back to the vomiting every month, but it wasn't oh. as bad as before. Mm-hmm. And then my mom passed uh, March uh, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was in London when she passed, and I came back the next day. And the day that I came back, after seeing her body and visiting the funeral home, mm-hmm. my period started when I got home because I think... And it was supposed to come that time? No, no, for sure not. Mm. Um, it had come maybe a <coughs> week and a half, two weeks earlier. Oh, my God. So it was a stress. It was definitely the stress that um, and I had think, just hit my body. I think what you, before this conversation... What you expressed to me is, as females, even as human beings, we don't realize that we hold tension in our womb. And I don't want to get too spiritual, but I believe in, like, you know, these seven hermetic principles of, like, the chakras, your head, your root, the indigo, the the heart, the sacral. And that sacral chakra kind of, like, is the the helm of everything that's the, the the place of creation and movement and as dancer yes. we move we say move from our pelvis yes. we carry everything if we are standing at the bar we have to hold from our pelvis we have to hold from our center and i think that is so unfortunate that when we are stressed we hold everything there as well we, do, we, we don't do. release it we so do. yeah it's stress grief any any negative any negative energy on your body, you're mm-hmm. going to tend to hold in your womb as a woman. Yes. Um, and honestly, I, I don't even know where to begin starting to deal with that, starting to unravel that, because mm. then, like, that's natural to you yeah. to do. Yeah. It's, it's natural for you as a woman to want to persevere and, like, surpass whatever pain you're going through to mm-hmm. finish whatever task you have at hand. Mm-hmm. And the moment that something stops that, you start mm-hmm. to feel inadequate and you start to push past your boundary. Yeah. And that causes more stress. And if you even allude that to being a dancer, I feel like even if it's not like a menstrual pain, uh, and for sure, like I could say for sure you, Nandi, and Janae Bridger Maxwell, uh, the three of you experience a lot of pain in rehearsals. Like outside of, you know, down there, it's just like, a lot of beating, hitting, dropping, throwing. And these girls just push through every single time. And I mean, like, you don't have to do that, though. You could. You, you, do, <laughs> you do. You do. You don't have to, like, you put do. yourself through all those things. I mean, you could be a little more gentle. So I just say that to say, like, you could be more gentle yourself, even with your period. You know, you could say, like, this is my time to rest. This is the week of, like, 
no, I'm not doing anything or mm-hmm. just slowing down and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm still listening yeah. to your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I, to I your story. I completely understand. It's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. But um, exactly. So you said your mom passed. Um, you know, the period came. It was heavier. It wasn't supposed to come at that time. No, mm-hmm. And the pain was, it was so bad. It mm-hmm. was. I don't know. I, I started to get this shooting pain, and then I started to vomit just almost instantly. Started to sweat. Um, mm. Ideally, I should have gone to the doctor that same day. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we tried to push through mm-hmm. and make it happen. And I was just like, okay, this is just the stress happening. Um, I'm gonna normalize to this. I'm gonna normalize to this. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Three days passed. Still vomiting. Still vomiting. Wow. Went to the doctor. Turns out that an ovarian cyst had ruptured. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I didn't even know I had them. Oh. Like, all the doctors were saying, okay, your pain is just hormonal. Um, and they wouldn't check further. Mm. Um, so can we talk about that? Can we can we dissect your experience with, one, your symptoms, and two, explaining your symptoms to different doctors? Yeah, sure. So... In the beginning, um, when I would describe how I felt, this was in March 2020, mm-hmm. um, I got that I was crazy. I got that um, this was before I knew exactly what had happened, that a cyst had ruptured. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors have said, no, there's nothing there. You're fine. Um, it's likely just your hormones. Uh, the pain is in your head. A lot of the pain that you feel is mental. Wow. You just got to, like move through it and, and get on and it's a natural process that takes place and that is crazy wow you know until you find the doctor that finds out exactly what's wrong with you and can explain what's going on with you then really you start to feel like you're crazy so eventually what were you diagnosed with when you found that right doctor so that at that time in march i had been diagnosed with uh polycystic no PCOS that first doctor diagnosed me with PCOS Mm -hmm. even though I didn't necessarily show the symptoms polycystic ovary syndrome um yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the symptoms what were described to me were overweight okay um so you're gaining weight yeah like no you tend to be like bigger in size okay um not necessarily or your weight can fluctuate sometimes mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you still tend to be bigger in size mm-hmm. um you tend to have excess facial hair okay because um, of the excess hormones body hair mm-hmm. exactly um and then you tend to be older which you, i found you was look so older accurate no just older in age oh okay because i know so many people that are around 25 mm-hmm. from start when i started posting about it after i found it found out mm-hmm. um so many people reached out and said, oh, my gosh, like, I have that as well. Yeah. And why do so many young people have, like, endometriosis and PCOS? Hmm. But could be it could be our diets, too. It, or it could, it could be, be holding in, you know, that stress and tension down there. It, it, it could know, be so many other things. Just You just don't know. But so that's in March. The I was diagnosed with PCOS from the first doctor. I transferred to another doctor because... I don't know why, but there's such a way to like look at, like to be looked at, to be seen, to be observed by a doctor. Yeah, it's either you have to wait like three weeks, or if you if you just want to walk in, you get there at six a.m. for an office that opens at eight, and you don't get seen till four. Oh my gosh! So it wow. becomes really stressful to just have to block out a whole day mm-hmm. to be seen, and then possibly told nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, mm-hmm. but um. I had surgery mm-hmm. in November 2020. Okay, recently. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a laparoscopy, and that's essentially, it was supposed to be like a diagnostic surgery. Mm-hmm. They just go in and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they went in, and um, now the dialogue when they, went, when they went in was that I had possible endometriosis, because mm-hmm. it can only be diagnosed through laparoscopy, mm-hmm. and then, um, or confirmed through laparoscopy. Mm-hmm. And um, polycystic ovaries. Mm-hmm. They changed it from PCOS to polycystic ovaries because I didn't fit the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So when they went in, they found no cysts because mm-hmm. by that time I had started a pill that stops my period altogether in June 2020. Oh my God. To prevent 
more cysts growing. From growing, okay. Um, and then they found pelvic inflammatory disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I understand from it is it causes like adhesions. Mm-hmm. So like think of pl- Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. And you're taking Play-Doh and stretching it yeah. from one wall to the other. That's what the adhesions kind of look like. Oh my gosh. So And through all of this, you're dancing, you're doing online classes I in the was. UK. Um, I was teaching since since this, this podcast is about you know enjoying you know periods and you know dance. How have you one enjoyed that during a lockdown? Enjoyed that after you know mourning your mom's death, and also having a surgery. Like how how did you survive all this dancing? So definitely had my days where I could not move. And what I started to do was hold myself accountable and plan a class. Actually, okay. like, make a flyer okay. and say a class will be on this day or, like, take a booking and, and agree to teach on this day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I found that the pain was winning. Mm-hmm. And the but why, why, why are you seeing it as a, a battle? Uh, because it feels, like a, it feels like a war going on. Oh it feels gosh. like if I don't fight back at least mentally mm-hmm. and try to push past it, mm-hmm. it beats me physically and mentally. Wow. I would rather, and I know this is the worst way to handle it, but this is what I tend to do. Mm-hmm. I just, when I have something to do, if I'm in a lot of pain, which is majority of the time, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty much on morphine now. Oh my gosh. And um, Morphine is, is next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... If I have pain and I have a class to teach, I would push through, mm-hmm. smile on my face, give every bit of energy I could, give every bit of, and when I say energy, I don't just mean like physical energy. I mean like, you know, you got you energy got your that, yeah, vibe. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. feed people's soul mm-hmm. when you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then deal with the consequences after. Like sometimes I wouldn't wow. be able to move. Sometimes I had to call my godmother because... Now, you know, I had to call my godmother to take me to the doctor. Yeah. So. Wow. Crazy. It's been up and down. So we're, we're, we're talking through this and, um, you know, I, it's just a lot of information to take in. Mm. And um, it's, what I would say is that you know, you, you really don't know what people go through when you see them. So, you know, be kind of be gentle. And um, also, we might have symptoms. You okay? I am. I am. <laughs> we, have, we might have so many different symptoms that we might not know are serious. And having this conversation right now might be able to, you know, bring a light bulb moment in somebody's head. Like, oh, my God, I've been... Gaining weight, I've been having an extra hair on my skin. I've been, I might think that I'm eating too much, but really and truly it might be, you know, excess hormonal imbalances in my body. So I think that having this conversation might, you know, put a light bulb in somebody's head to say, you know, go to the doctor. Although you said you were not being um, recognized or believed as much as you should, um, this conversation and hearing, you know, how much... Wow, you're like honestly, Simone. <laughs> like, shoot, girl, yeah, you are. Wow. Uh, wow. So you know. But what I wanna, what I wanna say, uh-huh. you, uh, you stated earlier. You had said earlier that um, you don't believe in in birth control. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, for the years that I was using it, the birth control, it was fine. Like I didn't have the moodiness, the you know, mm-hmm. um, the the weight gain. I didn't. I guess I didn't everybody's have, body is different. I didn't have symptoms of any kind. So I was just like, "Mm, controlling your period might not be so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they put me on this pill in June 2020 Mm -hmm. uh, to stop my period altogether. Mm. So I haven't had my period since June 2020. And uh, I'll be honest. Women don't usually say their weight out loud. Mm -hmm. But uh, because I had gotten so sick, let's say in November... I was around 105, 103 pounds. Mm-hmm. Today, no, can't say today. March, 
2021. Mm-hmm. So that's November 2020, 103, mm-hmm. 105. March mm-hmm. 2021, I weighed 138. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I, I gained 30 pounds in, what, three, four months? Mm-hmm. And then now I weigh 150. Mm-hmm. And I'm exercising every day. I'm teaching cardio classes mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And the weight just keeps going up. And I'm at the point where I'm just like, I need to handle this naturally. Mm. But now I'm so scared mm-hmm. to like come off the pill, mm-hmm. to let my period do what it wants to, to do, do mm-hmm. because it's shown me that it's my enemy. Mm. Okay, so you see that um, when I was in this lockdown, mm-hmm. the one that just passed because we've been through several um, <laughs> in February, I experienced a lot of pain in my period and stuff, and I would I would have a lot of problems when I'm dancing and working out, yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. And I'm just like, there is no freaking way that as a woman we should be going through this. There has to be a holistic um, side or way to go through this. And I said, I'll take it upon myself because we're in a lockdown. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I would change my diet. Mm-hmm. I'll take out meat just for like a few weeks. I will. <laughs> I would not eat, um, you know, poultry and stuff like that. Uh, I'll take out the dairy, cheese, the eggs, all that. Actually, no, I still eat eggs. I love eggs, but and also the most thing that I loved about, you know, my lockdown was the shakes. Okay. So I would do like like fruit shakes or protein shakes. No, no fruit. Okay. So like a lot of ginger root, a mm-hmm. lot of turmeric, mm-hmm. a lot of um, celery, nice. lettuce, um, cabbage, all those things, and I will tell you that that battle was over in my body. Really? Yeah, it was over. Like, um, from the time I start eating foods from the earth, mm-hmm. from the earth, mm-hmm. our internal earth and the external earth, I um, everything changed. Like, my flow wasn't as heavy. It wasn't as painful. I'm not saying that that could work for you. No, yeah. But I'm just every, saying, every like... Every period is different. Th- but for but me... I felt like I was battling myself for like years, and then when I just changed what I put into my mouth, yeah. then a lot of stuff, you know, changed. Uh, since we came out to the lockdown, I started putting some yeah. other shit in my mouth, <laughs> and it means like bad foods all over again, and the pain start coming back again. But I think I feel as though like if we start there mm-hmm. at being uh, more holistic. Not saying that medicine is not good for you and doctors and all these stuff, but holistic living and, and being able to breathe on your diaphragm, drink water, you know, eat roots, like things from the earth, then we'll be able to heal ourselves. That's so, like, you're so right. Okay, but let's put this into perspective now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in so much pain... You're that so you afraid. You actually can't, not even, mm-hmm. you're in so much pain that you actually can't move. To do like, those things. You can't stand up over an oven. You can't stand up by a counter. Oh you can gosh. barely walk downstairs. You tend to go for the more convenient option okay. in food. Okay. And the more convenient option in food tends to be the one that's not good for you. I, I understand. I so, understand. Mm-hmm. You know? There's this and it's, then you, there's that. You try to balance it you try to prep your meals you try to account for the days that you could be down Mm -hmm. you know and that's really hard to do you have to say to yourself okay so i might be sick like three days out of this week so let me just prepare food like just in case wow 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 wow, so like you're predicting already that you won't have like a fully productive week Mm. and that's really demotivating Mm -hmm. it's it's another thing for me um Because I always think about the energy and the vibe that, you know, life brings. And as women, again, I'm being a little more spiritual than I normally am, but I think (laughs) it's it's worth it. As women, we sync with the moon a lot. We do? That's just my my philosophy. It might be something different, but that's just my thing. And um, I feel like I realize there is a new moon and there's a full moon. And each different type of moon syncs with our flow um my nice. flow syncs with the new moon so at that time i could li- literally google when's the new moon and i know when my flow is and i feel as though when we 
flow because mm-hmm. the moon is a flow a flow thing is um, we flow down down yeah. there if you got what i'm saying so it's just also to connect to the environment mm-hmm. that's just me being a little more spiritual than i, mean, I am if you connect with the environment and you know what's happening on the outside world you the outside is literally like a personification of what's happening inside of your body that's what I think. Maybe not. <laughs> and no, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but the, to think like that is to be hopeful. Yes. And at the point where doctors have told you it's in your head, mm-hmm. you tend to lose lose it, and mm-hmm. you need more factual. You need more mm-hmm. logic. You need mm-hmm. to be like straight about this, like what's going on exactly mm-hmm. on paper, black and white. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I, I just, I there's that. I but <laughs> I don't know. Going forward, like, I mean, okay, we're here, we're talking about this. Um, is there, like, anything you would like to tell young ladies, even older people, like, this is what I'm going through. If you have any early symptoms of PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, periods, anything like that, what would it be and what should you do? So... Unfortunately, we don't have a doctor that will give us any <laughs> medical advice. Yeah, so I'm please saying, don't I'm take saying, any. Don't, we're not medical word, professionals please, or please. anything. But I just think, like, what did you do or what advice would you give? Just so, advice. So aside from that disclaimer, <laughs> um, not every one's symptoms are going to be the same. Like, right. I, like we stated before, you have the excess weight. You have the excess hair. You have... Um, you tend to have heavier periods or your periods tend to, sorry, you tend to have heavier periods or they tend to miss skip months. Oh. They tend to be inconsistent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, also, that's also a sign of like a higher testosterone level in your, in your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also found, I don't know, don't quote me on it, mm-hmm. but like, if you tend to have, if you tend to suffer with depression, okay, um, that tends to also correlate stress a lot. Any stress. And the thing about age that you will see when you Google it mm-hmm. is wrong. <laughs> is wrong. I don't like. I can't even express to you. Starts at any age. It's it, like there's no look. People try to give everything, every disease, like an image, uh, right? Because mm-hmm. what you do when you what you do when you Google something that's happening to you is sometimes you would read like WebMD, or like <laughs> you're you about would, to you're, die on WebMD. <laughs> but the second thing, the second thing that most people do is go to images to yeah. see if this is what it looks like. Yes, right. So yeah. everybody tries to give one particular image to like a disease, and it's just not possible. Mm. So. It doesn't have a like a look. It doesn't have a particular body structure or mm-hmm. race or mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. or you know, yeah, none of that. Mm-hmm. And then you, you could be as active mm. as I am <laughs> and suffer. I am okay. So for active people, then what advice would you give? Because you you kind of give it earlier when you said you would plan all these three days to do stuff and then rest on the other days. If you're experiencing, you know, heavy periods or stuff like that, immense pain, what advice would you do to be as productive but not work as hard? So I can't be hypocritical, so I'll just give the advice that I give myself. Okay. Which is do what you can when you can. Mm -hmm. Because when you can't, you really can't. Mm. So if you have 10 minutes and you had, like, a break of pain, Mm -hmm. get up and do something. Mm -hmm. Put a load of laundry in the washing machine, like... Mm -hmm wash your dishes like you know do something that you mm-hmm. normally wouldn't be able to do if you were standing like when you get that ease mm-hmm. of the cramping mm-hmm. for me when i um teach or when i dance i think moving kind of helps you flow a little bit i don't know if it helps for you see i thought so as well but then i found that fitness is very different to dance so they say that dance is not a sport and <laughs> Is the extreme that sport. has seen <laughs> or smelt a dancer after a rehearsal? Oh my gosh! Yeah, will understand it is a sport. It is a sport. For so, sure. I mean, art, yes, but still a sport. Mm-hmm. So, um, ironically, I yes, I was teaching fitness classes and and just short choreography classes online because you know you stick to 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, to teach just a, a beginner online class, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
So those classes were okay. They were half hour, and I set the tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, and where my stamina was good, people were getting pushed. So everyone benefited from the situation. Mm-hmm. Now I went into a rehearsal space where I no longer set the tempo. Yes. The rehearsal was along, around four hours. Oh, my god! This was a month and a half ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I had a, 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 a ruptured cyst by oh the god. end and? of it. Oh my gosh! Coming up to the end of rehearsal, I just had to ask, um, like, can I just can I just sit down and I tried to run the last time and just to leave, just to make sure my body had it and just to leave. Mm-hmm. When I got home, wow, I could not sleep. I was just tossing and turning, like I started to vomit. I even like WhatsApp my doctor was just like, can I come in? It oh was. Oh my gosh! Wow. It so was brutal. So at this moment now, you're still on your road to recovery, you're saying? Uh, there is. Or not yet? I don't think that they fully know the extent of what's going on with me. I'm convinced because other than that, there's no treatment. There's no cure. I'm on pain management at this point um, until I see the other specialists. And like I said, weeks. I booked an appointment for... Um, a specialist on May 4th. Mm-hmm. And the appointment, the next available appointment that they gave me was June 23rd. Wow. And so June 23rd, they'll see me and maybe I'll get something new. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there's, I don't know if there's a road to recovery in that. That's where the hope kind of dies because they don't really know the diseases. Mm-hmm in and out they, they're doing the research now because they're realizing oh my god so many women suffer with this mm-hmm. we need to figure out what's going on yeah but yeah but um i i feel a little bad that you said there's no hope because there always is hope um and we women have lived for centuries and centuries and centuries with a period and i believe um there's always hope and i just want to tell you that like first of all Thank you for coming here. We're not ending. I just want to put that out. We're not ending right now. But I'm just saying, like, you're so brave for telling your story. Even though you're still going through it, I can see that you're very emotional about it. I can feel you, you <laughs> shivering, but it's okay. Um, thank you for sharing this this story. Yeah. And also, there are several other ladies that are that dance with us, that come to classes, that go to your classes online and and are experiencing the same thing as you. And, you know, I just want people to know that they're not alone in anything that you're doing and they're feeling. And they're not crazy. You're not crazy. The pain you feel is real. Like, it's real. You're You're not not crazy. You're not crazy, for sure. Because I thought it was crazy until I saw someone and I'm like, okay, I'm not that bad. (laughs) Like, it has to to be normalized. Unfortunately, people are going to experience pain and that should not be normal. Yeah. But... Like, understand. I, th- I think, I don't think the pain should be normalized, but I think you should know that the pain exists and then try to not normalize that type of pain. No, I'm, I'm, I was trying to say that the treatment, treatment for the pain treatment, should be normalized. Yeah, yeah um, treatment, definitely. Not even treatment for the pain, treatment for the source of the pain. Yes, the source. Should be normalized. Yes. Okay, hun. Yes. So thank you for telling me about your story. Yes. We're going to bring it up a little bit okay i just want to know this is the last segment okay what's in your dance bag uh-huh. <laughs> okay so yes. uh-huh. this ac here is perking and <laughs> you cold woo woo so i'm very sensitive to temperatures okay i find that my body needs warmth it yeah. tends to overheat so even when i was living in london mm-hmm. um you, girl you must be so cold out there that's where you're shivering. Oh my god, you want to go a little bit like to me? That. Come closer to me. Come, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come closer to me. So, oh my god. Oh my god. So is basically, really it, is, yeah. it is. It is. It is. But um, even when I was living in London, and um, it was very cold, that made the cramps worse. Oh my god. So um, because the muscles are getting tighter so, as yeah. it's getting colder. Yeah. So in my dance bag, I tend to try to have a heat rub. Okay. Um, no, this is if I walk with a dance bag, and I'll explain that. <laughs> so a heat rub, uh-huh. an extra shirt, mm-hmm. um, because I find that you want to exchange places. Come quick, come. I, I find So I find I that no, so we're good, we're good, we're good. Okay, cool. so I find that with the um, the pain. I don't mm. know if 
anybody who's ever in pain, their body's under stress, and mm. so they tend to sweat a lot. Yeah. So I've found that um, I always have to carry, like, an extra shirt because, mm-hmm. like, I sweat a lot, okay. like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it's a little embarrassing um, when you're going out someplace nice and you can't. So you wear black. Yeah, because you can't see all the sweat marks. So you just wear black. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> so we have the heat rub, the extra shirt, um, and, you know, and some painkillers. Mm-hmm. We don't do with the Panadol, you know, we, with the morphine. <laughs> but wow. that's if we're not going to drive home. Okay. Within, you know, if we're going to drive home within the next 30 minutes, then okay. Yeah. Otherwise. There's no way that our rehearsal is only 30 minutes. Wait, don't wait. do it. No, Unless I know, it's for a sure. class. For sure. I just would take it at the end because that's when I would start to push my body and right. then the pain would just kick up. Right. So I only take it when it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like I can battle the pain, I do. Okay. I make sure that I do. But um, yeah, so that's if I carry a dance bag. The reason I said if I carry a dance bag is because um, I tend to try to have sh- like short rehearsals. Sure, okay. Like, just be as pop productive as I can mm-hmm. in the rehearsal and get get back like get back to my home. Okay, cool. Sounds good. So I don't necessarily how, have how to How did you handle that in the UK, though? Because it's a long travel home, not true? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but that's okay, because in the UK, all you have to do is, like, take off your clothes because you wore, like, three pants. <laughs> so get down to that first layer. Yeah. And, um pile it up in the corner mm-hmm. and I always walk with a fanny pack anybody who knows me mm-hmm. I always have my fanny pack right across my chest mm-hmm. so just have everything in my fanny pack um in terms of like my card my keys um any money anything like that mm-hmm. and then just go home but put the layers back on you I don't go got home. any water any fruits nothing in your dance bag no <laughs> ah, no. Simone. it's true Simone no. just pull up at rehearsal like yeah man I hit <laughs> What if a what? No. It's true. Plus shine true. and then drink after. It's true. It's true. Well, honey, this was great. Yes. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to express? You want to tell so I female or even um, as a co-dancer who does not feel the pain that you feel, mm-hmm. but you would like them to help you or assist you or have more empathy for you in rehearsal, what would you like to tell them? I... I don't know. Sometimes empathy in rehearsal. No, no, I can't say in rehearsal. Sometimes empathy for a, a situation like this where it's said to be natural. It's said to be not genetic, but, you know, as a result of the body um, and its processes or whatnot. Um, it can come across sometimes as pity. Like, yeah. oh, I feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kader. Mm-hmm. And that makes you feel a little handicapped. <laughs> you know i mean it is a disease though it, it is but we need to normalize that first I, we, I feel like pain to say that i was reading statistics on my way here and um peer pains are like top 10 in like endometriosis pain yeah. is top 10 in worst pain on earth top but 10 it's because okay so we've talked about endometriosis in terms of like your period mm-hmm. and yes it can flare up and become inflamed and like really cause like a lot of discomfort during that menstrual cycle mm-hmm. but it flares up randomly that's why i said it could be three days out of the week it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be my period week mm-hmm. literally anytime any place it can flare up like mm-hmm. sex <laughs> oh my gosh not okay you want to go there <laughs> or okay. it's, you know? but it's painful you know, there are only, like, limited positions that can be done. Um, sometimes it, it even, like, can affect your sex drive because you're experiencing the cramping, you're experiencing the pain. And Drain. if you don't necessarily have that mentality of, I just want to feel, like, a little bit of pleasure mm-hmm. to get out of this rut, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's bad because then, for me, okay, um, if I, like, would orgasm, it would... Um, tense up and my pelvic muscles would become so tight that it would cause me to sometimes like want to vomit or become instantly nauseous or oh like get so like such bad pain that mm-hmm. I can't like stand up or like stretch out oh my gosh wow it's 
I don't, I don't know. I don't. That might be me. That might be her. But <laughs> girl, girl, you know, get together, girl. It, it might be associated, and and mm-hmm. I don't even know because there's not really like a conversation mm-hmm. around it like that. Like, yeah. yeah, sometimes you would have one person talking, like like here. Mm-hmm. You would have one person talking, and they would relay their experience. Mm-hmm. And their experience might not be my experience, so I can't be like, okay, so this could be attributed to the endo or the polycystic ovaries or the pelvic inflammatory disease, but I, I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you had like a panel of people just come down and sit down and say, okay, this is what we're experiencing, this is what I did to help it, like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot more girls and especially a lot more Barbadian girls because we don't have access to like, Forums and we Caribbean girls because they, they do say that you see this more in black women, exactly. black Caribbean women. So exactly, yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's it's hard. It's it's hard to even place what what pain is from what mm. Mm. could be from our ancestors. Never know. You know, it it's really mm. hard. So so like you you have to. It's like a mental game sometimes to enjoy sex. And that's no way to live. <laughs> no, not at all, girl. You know, that's mm. no way to live. That's That should be freedom at that point, and it's not. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, girl, we can end there. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's um, been a pleasure. This has been a plethora of information. Um, we applaud you so much for shivering under the AC. <laughs> and trooper, also, trooper. you know, enjoying all your pain. Like, wow, girl, um, I wish you the best. And this is no pity. Yeah, no. But this is all empathy. <laughs> straight up good vibes, good energy all the time. And um, yes, even in your dance career, I wish you the best. You know, building your personal brand in dance and um, continuing dancing with different and tribe and, and dancing African everybody. Like, yes. Just wish you the best. Keep pushing, girl. Don't push yourself too hard. I loved the conversation. And you know, you know I will push. I will push. <laughs> yes. So but I know you will you. too. Yes, I am. I am pushing. And cut out the bad food. I know, you know, I know. Sometimes I got some though, bad food. Though. Cut it out. <laughs> All right, Mia. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you took away all of the tidbits and everything from this conversation. And if you have, if you want to give someone or anybody else some advice on this disease you can just drop it in the comments below or if you want to share like share your experience as well because i'm sure that everybody wants to know like what you've been going through too so really comment and say what say it like say how your pain has been treating you yeah sure okay guys see you bye guys bye (laughs) awesome thanks yeah that was fun it was Whoa, girl.